0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Mike Friedenberg. Welcome to World News Brief. Today we're going to be talking about the 2024 presidential election. Of course, we have the primaries to get through before we get to the uh, general election. But before we talk about any specific candidates, the pros and cons, let's talk a little bit about the 2024 general election for president and how important that is. Of course, we have the Supreme Court, and it's hard to imagine anything more important than that. We have two aging conservative jurists, Clarence Thomas and Sam Alito. In 2024, I think Clarence Thomas will be about 77, Sam Alito will be about 75. So we have no guarantees those guys are going to make it through a whole nother presidential, you know, four-year term, so we really, really, really want to have a Republican in the Oval Office so that those guys can retire and still have time to spend time with their grandkids and know that the person replacing them will be somebody that actually believes in the Constitution, but that's just the Supreme court. Right now, we also have a crisis in our government. We have a crisis in the Department of Justice. We have a crisis in the FBI. We have a number of crises that's taken place throughout this country. We have a crisis at the border. We are involved with a war that I believe is really a really, really bad idea. And I have zero confidence in you know, Biden being wise and how he handles foreign policy He's demonstrated that he can't do it well. So, even if it's not Biden we're running against, we'll still be running against a left wing Democrat who will p- continue with the policies that are destroying our country. So, the 2024 election is pretty darn important. We want to win. And that is my main goal winning the presidency. The person I'm going to support, the person I want to support, is going to be the one that has the best chance of winning the presidency. I do believe that President Trump did win in 2020. I believe the election was stolen from President Trump in 2020, but he is not owed my vote. The person that is owed my vote is the person that has the best chance of winning. So that's what it's all about. It's about winning the presidency. I don't think our country can survive another four years of a left-wing Democrat like Biden or anybody else they're going to run because I think there's a really, really good chance it will not be Joe Biden in 2024. With that said... I think it makes sense to take a look at the 2020 election, a realistic look at it. Basically, 2020, if you were running for president, in the midst of the pandemic, after the lockdowns, the deaths, I mean, it was a horrible time for a country. It got worse under Biden, but things were still bad. Any candidate running for a re-election at that time, Republican or Democrat, was due to lose. There was an anti-incumbent, see, feeling from the electorate. There was gonna be a massive turnout, and massive turnouts generally are when people are not very happy. Any Republican sitting in an office was due to lose, any Republican president any Democrat president sitting in office was due to lose. That's the starting point. That's without including the impeachments. That's without including Adam Schiff coming out and saying, I've just been briefed with secret information, and I can assure you that Donald Trump is guilty. That's without the the social media censoring anything positive about Donald Trump and building up the negatives. That's without the George Floyd riots. That's without the lie that in Charleston, South Carolina, that President Trump suggested that there's some mighty fine people who were racists. That was without the shadow campaign, the conspiracy as described in the Time article in which all the media, major tech, everybody, the politicians, everybody conspired to stop President Trump from winning re-election. With all, all of that... A normal presidential candidate was going to lose the re-election effort. The pandemic was a horrible experience for our country. And rightly or wrongly, when you have something like that happening, there's a certain percentage, a pretty large percentage of the country that's just flat out going to blame the president. Yet, with all of that, President Trump came within 40 42,000 votes, 43,000 votes of tying Biden, and 76,000 votes of just flat out winning the election. That's out of 155 million votes cast. 76,000 vote margin. How amazing that is is, well, it's incredible. It's amazing. And we saw evidence of that incredible race, with thousands of boats lining up to do boat parades, car parades, huge rallies. These things mattered. They mattered. And a hopeless situation for any candidate coming up for re-election in the middle of pandemic was turned into a near win, not just against the pandemic, but against everything else. No other presidential candidate could have even come close. Nobody else but Donald Trump could have gotten those votes. Why? Because there was a huge chunk of voters that came out to vote for President Trump that would not vote for anybody. They're not going to vote for a politician. They like the fact that he says things that maybe some of us don't like. They like the fact that he speaks off the cuff. They like the fact that he gets... In arguments in the media with people who are nothings, people who he shouldn't be arguing with, yet he still does it. In other words, Donald Trump is the ultimate anti-politician and millions, tens of millions of people responded to that. I know it's it's tempting to look at all the things that were done to try to prevent him from being re-elected, but let's not Forget that the very fundamental foundation for this election was no incumbent getting reelected. An election in the middle of a pandemic is terrible for an incumbent. Yet he came with 76,000 votes of winning. And we haven't even talked about the ballot harvesting. Mark Zuckerberg's Zuckerbucks, where he collaborated with official election officials, hundreds of millions of dollars to them to do get-out-the-vote efforts in high-propensity Democrat areas as an official arm of the state. Also, locking Republican vote counters, Republican poll watchers out of vote counting facilities in high-propensity Democrat areas. It goes on and on. But the point is, it took all of that, all of that, to beat Donald Trump in 2020. A hostile environment for incumbents, which would have defeated any Republican candidate, plus all this, other illegal activities, and the lies, and the conspiracy of the government to take him down. And even with all that, he only lost by 76,000 votes. 2024 is going to be different than that. 2024 is is going to be hostile to the incumbent. People aren't happy right now. It's, I think it's going to be hostile to the incumbent party, which right now is Biden. And on the Senate side, people are associating this negative step stuff happening right now in the, in the country with the Democrats. So it's a completely different ballgame than 2020. I don't believe Democrats have the ability to steal this election. They could steal the election when everything was against Donald Trump, and all they needed was a few hundred thousand votes here and there. But this is going to be a different cycle. So what about Governor DeSantis? He's the only other person that's really, really even worth talking about because, I mean, nobody else is even into double digits. And Governor DeSantis is, you know, running between 16 and 20% nationally. I'm going to say, looking at the polling and looking at the history polling, it won't be Governor DeSantis. However, I will say that I did think about Governor DeSantis because he is a good candidate. He did a fabulous job as governor. He won the state of Florida by 20 points, an amazing performance, and he is a solid conservative. However, he is not a Donald Trump. Right now, and um, it is a precarious position we're in, right now we have 14 to 20 million voters that will not vote for anybody but Donald Trump. That's polling as done by big data polling that has shown that. As much as I like Governor DeSantis, and if that's who was running and Trump wasn't running, I would be enthusiastically supporting him. I have to say that he cannot pull in as many votes as President Trump because the President Trump voters, you know, President Trump or nobody voters, look at Governor DeSantis is being a slick politician. He speaks in measured terms. He's well thought out. He doesn't get in debates with people who are meaningless. All those things that drive a lot of people batty, including myself at times, Governor DeSantis doesn't do those things. President Trump does. And that's why people love him. That's why he's got people that turn out to vote for him that will not vote for other people. I do believe that we are in what you would call a double positive situation. In 2022, we were in a very positive position for Republicans. But through very smart and selective cheating, the Democrats were able to blunt what should have been a much bigger red wave. We still won the House, and we only lost one U.S. Senate seat. It was still very disappointing. We had been expecting a massive red wave election. It didn't happen. I believe it didn't happen because of a very effective campaign of fraud by the Democrats. But they did everything. They expended every resource to, to get the results they got. I do not believe that when you take a red wave situation, which we're going to have in 2024, and you add in those 14 to 20 million Trump-only voters, that the Democrats can compensate for this. In other words, they won't be able to cheat enough to win. But that is only if Donald Trump is on the ticket. That puts the party in a very precarious position. Obviously, the Democrats, Biden is trying to take him out by the weaponization and politicization of the legal process. But even if that was not the case, it still puts the Republican Party in a precarious position because there's still 10 to 20 million voters who aren't enthusiastic enough to get up off their butts and vote unless it's Donald Trump. So we need to cultivate some candidates that get them excited. And those kind of candidates are the folks that act like real people. Those are the kind of candidates that are able to speak their mind in public and be willing to make a mistake in public and willing to call out people and say things the way they see things. We have very few of those folks. And if we build up a large stable of those kind of candidates, people that have run for office and won, I believe that we can more permanently activate the Trump-only voters and get them to come out in future elections. But for right now, I'm worried about the 2024 election. We have a candidate that, despite his age, 77 years old, appears extraordinarily hale and hearty, and shows no diminishment whatsoever of his mental faculties. So back to Ron DeSantis, Governor DeSantis. In most election cycles, he would be a fabulous candidate, but I don't believe we we can win with him in this cycle the way things are. The other uh, little bit of hesitation I have with Governor DeSantis is that You know, when pressure came down on him regarding the Ukraine war situation, he sort of rapidly caved on it and switched his position to fit the position of the big dollar Republican donors. And I'm a little bit concerned about that. He does need to keep the donors happy because without them, he's not a viable candidate. So I understand that. So it's always going to be a compromise there. But that's a bit of a concern I have. I do feel that in terms of being willing to be a major disruption to turn things over in his second term, that nobody will have a better chance of doing that than President Trump. In summary, in 2020, any incumbent was due to lose. But Donald Trump was not any incumbent. It took more than just the pandemic to take him down. It took everything that most of the listeners are aware of. It took the lies. It took the impeachment trials. It took conspiracies by all the media working together behind the scenes to make sure that nothing positive was said about President Trump and that only the negative was accentuated. It took Zuckerbucks. It took people coming back after the counting stations were supposed to be closed and pulling out boxes of illegal ballots to count them. So I don't think the Democrats can cheat enough to steal this election, this cycle around, not with enhanced awareness by Republicans, not with the fact that in, in key areas, Republicans are going to be doing ballot harvesting. I could be wrong, but President Trump is our best chance. So that's why I am supporting him. I do believe we've got a very good shot to take back the presidency in 2024, and that in the process of doing that, we should strengthen our majority in the House. And there is 33 U.S. Senate seats up for re-election, with 22 being held by Democrats or independents that are really Democrats, and only 11 being held by Republicans. So a huge advantage going into this cycle that frankly is very similar to the advantage the Democrats had going into the cycle in 2022. There is room for hope. And that's my message here. There's hope and our best chance of overwhelming whatever fraud the Democrats can commit in this cycle is President Trump and his 14 to 20 million voters that will come out to to support him that won't come out to support any other Republican. And hopefully, while they're voting for President Trump, they'll also vote for the House candidates and the U.S. syndicates. With that said, thank you for tuning in, and until next time, live long and prosper.